Welcome to the Impeccable Investor Podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing the start here for investors. So what's going to be going on is I'm going to show you step-by-step the things you should be doing if you want to start investing in 2021. All right, guys, as you know, I hate wasting time, so let's jump into it right now. Welcome to the Impeccable Investor Podcast. The strategies and secrets you will learn on this podcast will help you profit from the market with ease. Remember, if it's hard, then it's probably not right. Now, your host, that crazy stock guy, Austin Bully. All right, guys, I kind of wrote this five-step plan. If you're a person who wants to get into investing in 2021, if you want to figure out how stocks work, if you want to start investing and start putting your money to work for you, these are going to be the general five steps that you need to pay attention to. If for some reason you are a swing trader or a day trader and you want to get this as well, next week, next Thursday, I'll be going over the start here for traders. So you'll kind of get the same thing, but there are a few extra steps since trading is a bit more difficult. But anyways, if you want to get that podcast and any more, please smash that subscribe button and let's get started. So the first step for becoming an investor in 2021 is very simple. Get excited, get hyped and understand that when you invest, you're setting yourself up for the future. What you're doing is you're putting compound interest on your side. If you don't know the stats, if you just invest in the S&P 500, what you're doing is you're generating a 10% return every single year on average average, that's an amazing return. If you invested $1,000, that means in a year you make 100. And then with compound interest, you start to compound on that and it becomes a lot more in the future. So that is the beauty of compound interest, the beauty of investing and starting early. So get excited knowing that you're starting to achieve the financial freedom, the financial goals in the life that you want to pursue by investing and making your money work for you. Anyways, that's just the little first step. I just wanted to get you excited, get the ball going and understand that you're taking a step in the right direction. Anyway, step number two is start learning the vocabulary. Start learning how it works, right? Understand what a stock is. Understand what a share is. There are many websites for this where you can search up, hey, learn the stock market vocab words or learn a bunch of stuff. And I'm going to put all the links in the description of this podcast below. So check that out. But basically, you want to learn what is a stock, why does a stock move, how does a stock move, and what are the factors in that. Whoops. Um, so, kind of how it goes is like this, right? A stock is a share of a company; it is a part ownership of that company. So when that company makes money, you are entitled to the fraction that you own. So if there are a hundred shares and you own 10 shares, you own 10% of that company. So if they make a thousand dollars, you're entitled to $100 of that profit that they made. And so that's what a share is. It's a share or a portion of the total company. In addition to that, what we're also seeing is you need to understand why are things moving, right? Stocks go up and down for a lot of reasons, but the two main factors is how many people are buying, how many people are selling. It's a fight between the buyers and the sellers. I don't know how many of y'all took economics, or I should say how many of y'all actually paid attention in high school economics. I didn't even pay attention in college economics, but basically, Basically, what happens is you have supply and demand. So if you look at 
what is called like a little, I'm forgetting the name of it, like a seesaw. And you see that it's level when no one's on it. But let's say buyers are on one side and sellers are on the other. If buyers are out, outnumbering the sellers, then that's going to throw the equation off and it's going to make the stock go higher. If the sellers are more than the buyers, it's going to throw it off and it's going to make the stock go down. So that is the very basic understanding of why stocks move. Again, it's more complex. I know I have people on here with more advanced backgrounds who go, awesome, that's not why stocks move. That is the easiest way to understand how stocks move. Again, you can get into reading that a lot more in depth, but for the average person, just understand are more people wanting to buy the stock than wanting to sell it? If so, it's going to go up and that's how that works in general. And you also need to kind of learn how the market psychology works as well. What you want to understand is why are people investing? Why is this stock so popular? Why is Tesla taking off? And you need to understand why the stock is moving. So for instance, if you're looking at a stock like Apple or Microsoft or Google, those will be more based off the fundamentals of the company, right? They released a new iPhone. They did better in sales than expected. We're going to see a fundamental reason for that stock increasing in price. However, in regards to Tesla, when you look at the market psychology and you look at the numbers, you're like, wait, why is this stock going up? And it's because of hype. It's because of enthusiasm for the product, but mainly for the CEO, Elon Musk. He is driving the price up and that is very obvious. If you just look at that tweet that he tweeted, he said, IMO, the Tesla stock price is too high at 750 and then it dropped. He is controlling the stock price and that is something that you need to be aware of as an investor. Who is controlling the stock price? Who is deciding what makes the stock a good buy and a good sell? And once you can figure that out about any stock you're looking at, then you'll become a really a really good investor. So please make sure that you're understanding the psychology of the market as well when you're looking into stocks. So I just have to throw in there that I do that link below. I will have a lot of amazing resources for you. I will have a list of a bunch of the vocab words that I explained in plain English. I think there's about 120 of those. That will be a PDF linked below. And I'll also have a free investing course. I know that over 6,000 people have gone through it. So I'm excited to say that 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 does help people get started. So that can help you get started as well. Anyways, that was step number two. So in case you forgot, because it looks like we've been going here for about five minutes now, step number one was get excited. Step number two was start learning. And now step number three is open up a brokerage account. So for those who don't know, you cannot buy and sell stocks without having a brokerage account. Because of regulations, because of laws, you cannot directly purchase a stock. Again, there may be ways around that. But in general, the average person cannot buy a stock themselves. So they need to go through a broker and a broker is like Robin Hood, Webull, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab for my international people. It's trading 212. It's interactive brokers or for my Canada people, it's well simple, right? All these other brokers are the ones that you use to purchase stock. You have to log in to their accounts or to your account on their broker, and then you can buy and sell stock. So you need to find one that works well for you. So again, in general, it doesn't matter where you start. If you're an investor, as long as they are regulated, which like if you go on their website, this is our registration number, make sure they're registered, then you're completely safe and you're fine. Um, and so again, like they've been regulated by both the state and the um 
federal go- uh, government and the SEC law, so they are safe. But you can start with any account because once you're starting, it doesn't really matter. However, as you start to learn, as you start as you start to grow with your broker, you'll learn what you like and what you don't, and then you can sh- uh, move to a broker that you love. So for instance, let's say you start on Webull because they give you free shares for signing up. You start an account on Webull, you start trying it out. After about six months, you're like, okay, I really like the fundamental side of investing. I like reading the financial statements and and all that. Then you may want to go to Charles Schwab um, or Fidelity because they do a great job at that. Now, if you're like, I love the technicals. I like looking at charts. I like understanding price patterns. You'd be like, okay, I kind of want to switch to TD Ameritrade because they have a comprehensive charting platform and so you can adjust based on there and it's not hard to switch brokers at all so don't worry about that however there are a bunch of different brokerage accounts that you can learn about so for instance like a a normal broker a Roth IRA a Roth 401k a 401k with with your job all those different types of accounts and they all had different advantages and disadvantages but again that's something that you're going to want to look into and research yourself there's this amazing resource for investing and I know a lot of y'all probably haven't heard of it it's called Google, where you can go on Google, you can go on invest, investability and be like, Google, what is a Roth IRA? Google, what is a 401k? And it will kind of explain there. Anyways, I know that was hopefully not too condescending, but Google is an amazing resource. And a lot of people that I chat to on a daily basis aren't using it as they should. It's literally college for free right there. And so definitely make sure to take advantage of Google. Anyways, step number four is going to be start small and scale. All right, guys, a lot of people think I have $10,000. I need to invest all those $10,000 at one time in one place and just go for it. But that's not true at all. You don't need to start with all your money, especially when you're starting. Your risk tolerance level is going to be skewed because you're going to be scared to take risk because you don't have the confidence yet. You don't understand how well it's working. You just don't have the experience to back your emotions to back the way that you're feeling. And so you're going to have a hard time. So that's why I really recommend that you start and stay small at first, and then you slowly scale. So for instance, the way that I would do this, let's say you have a thousand dollars that you're willing to invest. Okay. So let's say we're going to invest in spy spice. Current price is, is roughly no, let's use something like XLK, right? So the, so the current price is roughly $150. Okay. So what I would do is I would buy one share, two shares, whatever I'm comfortable with. And then I would hold that for about a month, kind of, you know, feel out my, my risk level. Am I scared when the stock drops or whatever? And I would kind of adjust accordingly, right? Because if I'm super scared with the money, with the small amount of money that I have in XLK, then I may be like, okay, it's moving too much. It scares me. Then I'll know I need to go to a safer stock. Or if you're okay with it, I need, I, I need to go to a riskier stock. And so you take that small amount of money and you change you're like, okay, I can't, ha- I can't handle risk. Well, so I'm going to go buy a bank CD or or I'm going to buy a treasury bond. Or if you're like, I love risk, let's go buy Tesla, right? So it's gonna slowly change. This is a learning and growing process to understand how investing works best for you. That's why I made the portfolio creator and the software that my users use because it allows them to take a quiz and assigns them a risk tolerance level, then assigns them stocks based on that level because you need to be investing on stocks based on how you handle risk. Anyways, guys, so let's say you bought 
the two shares, you're comfortable with it, then you can each month, you can buy one more share, one more share, one more share. And what you should be doing is you should be continually buying stock every single month, even if it's $10, $50, just keep investing every single month. And that's where compound interest starts to grow. The statistics on this podcast is a bit higher than uh, on my Instagram, but in general, the age group is from about 18 to 35. And that is the prime age of investing, especially younger, but that is a great range because it can set you up for a great long run at around 65. And yes, you can make it there. The average person is living to 65. Just take care of yourself. Anyways, so again, we covered the first four, which is get excited about investing. Number two, start learning how the stock market works. Step number three, open up a broker so you can actually start buying and selling stock. And four, start small and scale learn how you handle and control risk and then scale up from there. Number five is going to be one of the biggest ones. And this is what gets everyone. And this is going to be drilled hard on the next podcast next Thursday for the start here. Traders is emotions. Learn to ignore your emotions. And this is going to be hard for a lot of you guys. When the stock market crashes 5% in a day, 10% in a day, maybe even 20% in a single day, you're going to get scared. But you need to understand if you're invested in a quality stock and an ETF like by the Q's, Na- I mean the Q is NASDAQ, but like the, the S&P 500, NASDAQ, or something like that, you're going to be just fine. There's nothing you need to worry about because in the long run, you set everything in your favor. Those stocks trend up over time and they make money. There was a statistical research project run where they ran all the numbers for it. And what they found is that over like a 30 year period, you legit like can't lose money when investing the S&P 500. And that's because it goes up over time. So what you need to know is you need to ignore your emotions. The reason being is because if you are sticking with the quality stocks, with the ETFs, then it's going to work out fine. There's nothing you need to worry about. You just need to know I need to keep investing because this is how the process works. This is how it works. And I just need to be okay with that. So learning to ignore your emotions is a very good thing. But you also need to understand if you're investing in single risky stocks, for instance, like you're invested in weed stocks, you're invested in Tesla and just those stocks, you should be worried. You need to diversify your risk in that type of manner because you're in single risky stocks. So it's it's okay to be scared and kind of use that. But if you're invested in an ETF, which automatically diversifies your portfolio for you, then there's no need to worry and you should ignore your emotions. All right, guys, we kind of covered the biggest five steps you need to start investing in 2021. I am super excited to be here, to be your guide, to, to help you out, and also to to provide you with a lot of great resources. So make sure that you check out the description links below. And anyways, guys, if you have enjoyed this podcast, if you follow me, but you haven't subscribed to podcasts yet, please smash that subscribe button and join me for my new podcast every single Thursday morning when we launch to give you an insight and a head start on stocks that no one knows about. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next Thursday.